Hello, this is Chandler Jones, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. The heart of this podcast is to provide you with inspired preaching and teaching from God's Word that will help you boldly live for Jesus. If you haven't already, I would love for you to subscribe today to this podcast so you won't miss the latest messages. Let's go right into the service recorded at Compassion Church Radford. I believe it will be a blessing to you today. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been speaking on how we as people of God must know how God has defined us. If we don't know how God has defined us, we will lose our identity and our purpose. The first week I talked about being the salt of the earth, and last week I talked about being the light of the world. And this next definition, it may surprise you that God would call people this, but if you would, go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Turn there in your Bibles, and as you turn there, if you would, go ahead and stand to your feet. We're going to, for the reading of God's Word, if you're able to do that, we just invite you to do that. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, I'm going to begin reading. It says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things which you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Verse 3, You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier, of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. If you will, you can be seated. Paul is telling Timothy, be a soldier for Jesus Christ. Be a good soldier for the Lord. He says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. That word grace has two meanings, and I've been teaching on that. The, the number one meaning, grace means unmerited favor. Ephesians chapter 2, we're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man would boast. It is the gift of God. We're saved. Aren't you glad of that? You don't have to, you cannot earn your salvation. None of us deserve our salvation, but for the grace of God, we're saved. It's unmerited favor that God would save a wretch like you and me. But secondly, that word grace means supernatural strength. Amen. Aren't you glad of that? That you don't have to be a weak Christian. You can have supernatural strength living on the inside of you. If the very same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave, the Bible says, lives inside of you and me, that is supernatural strength. The grace of God is a supernatural strength. It is enabling power. His grace gives us power to overcome adversity, gives us power to overcome trials, gives us power to overcome temptations. His grace gives us the power, I love it, to keep on just keeping on. Power to get back up when you've been knocked down. Aren't you glad of that? That when you come to the house of God, you may have gotten 
got knocked down that week, but that grace picks you up where it dusts you off and you can go on your way. You can just get, when you get knocked down, you can get back up again in Jesus' name. Power to walk by faith. That's the grace of God. When you don't see anything happening, doesn't look like God's working, you can't understand what's going on, that you can live by faith and not by sight. Even though it doesn't seem like anything's going on, there is a God that is working behind the scenes and he's working. All things good for those that love him are called according to his purpose. I'm going to preach this morning. I can feel it. We walk by faith and not by sight. And we have a God that's working all things good to them that love him. Today, let me encourage you to be strong in God's grace. Be strong in his grace. His grace is sufficient for you. His power is made perfect in your weakness. This is the good thing about having God in your life. When you're at your weakest, he's at his strongest. And when you don't think that you can do it anymore, you don't think that you can walk it anymore, you don't think that you can live it anymore, his grace keeps you in the race. Amen. I wish somebody would Praise the Lord for a moment and say, I know what he's talking about. God has kept me. God's been good to me. God's been merciful to me. God's worked a miracle in my family. God has brought me so far. If it had not been for the Lord, who knows where I'd be today. But by his grace, I'm here and I'm standing. I've gone through some things, but I'm not done. Hallelujah. His grace will keep you in the race. I'm thankful I don't have to live the Christian life in my power, in my determination, in my discipline. If that were the case, I'd have quit a long time ago. But His grace has brought me this far. Be strong in His grace today. Why would Paul be telling Timothy to be strong in God's grace? He was a young preacher. And he would need it. I heard an old preacher a couple months ago, I was at a funeral, and you know, when you hear something preached, nothing's off limits. I started listening to that funeral, that preacher, man, I, I was one of the most lively funerals I ever went to. I felt like shouting. I felt like running. Y'all think, that is crazy. I'm telling you what, if you felt what I felt, you'd do something with it. Amen? But he was preaching, and you, he was talking about heaven, and he was talking about preacher board. That's Becky Underwood's dad. He was preaching. He was talking about preacher board, that he was a faithful man of God. He was a pastor for many, many, many years, 30 years. And not only was he a pastor for 30 years, he was a chaplain for 41 years. And during the service, the preacher who was preaching preacher board service said preacher board was faithful to pastor all those years. He preached Sunday morning, he preached Sunday night, and he preached Wednesday night, and they preach revivals throughout the week. And I think, you know what, how times have changed. We can't go to the house of God just maybe a couple times a month, but they lived in the house of the Lord. Amen. But he was a preaching machine. And he, this is what the old man said. He's about 80 years old. And I love him. I'm not going to say his name, but I love him. He said, I too have been pastoring for many, 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 many years. And he said, pastoring is not easy. And he said, sometimes I just cry out to the Lord and I ask him, I say, Lord, I know that you've called me to pastor and shepherd your people and the flock that you've given me. And he said, Lord, I need your help because my sheep are growing horns. 
<laughs> Paul told Timothy, be strong in God's grace because you must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. The Christian life is not a cruise ship. We're not where we just jump on board and we sit on our blessed assurance and we just cruise our way to heaven. It is a hardship. It is a battleship. And we're to endure that hardship. Those hardships include so many things, struggle and difficulty and temptation and illnesses and broken relationships. And on that journey, you'll go through grief. You'll go through loss. You'll have heartache. But those hardships are not to take us by surprise. Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, even in hardship, even in, in tribulation, even in the battle. Don't forget that Jesus is with you. And what we go through, what hardships may come, they're not meant to destroy us. They're meant to develop us. And the amazing thing that Jesus said about trouble and tribulation, when you go through trouble, when you go through adversity, Jesus said, you can be of good cheer. Hallelujah. You can still be of good cheer. You can still praise the Lord, even if you don't feel like it. Even if everything is not working out for you, you can still be of good cheer. When you go through hard things, don't let your mouth get closed. Let it get open. Don't keep your hands bound. Let them come open and praise the Lord and bless his mighty name. That's what Paul and Silas did when they were beaten with many rods. They were thrown into prison and shackles. But guess what? Their praise would not be shackled. Their worship would not be shackled. They began to praise and sing to God. And the Bible says an earthquake happened and all the prison gates were open. You see, when you praise God, even in the battle, things can change in your, in your environment, in your atmosphere. God can move in that place. Be of good cheer, church. Be of good cheer. You can grow through what you go through. Joseph had to endure when he was thrown into prison, but God was with him. Daniel had to endure the lion's den, but God was with him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when Nebuchadnezzar said, when I play the music, you're going to bow down and you're going to worship at this golden image. What happened when he, all the music started? Those three young men were still standing. And what happened? They threw them into a fiery furnace, but what happened was King Nebuchadnezzar looked in through the through the uh, through, into the fiery furnace, and he said, "I don't see three men in there. I see a fourth man in there, and I see that they're walking around, that they're loose in there. What had happened?" Even in the fire, God will show up. You may be in the fire. You may go through a flood. You may be in a valley. But if God be with you, you will get through it in Jesus' name. You may have trouble in your marriages, trouble in your family, trouble with your children, trouble at your job. But if God be for you, who can be against you in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. David even said, in the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because thou art with me. God is with me. I don't know what you're facing and what you're going through, what you're having to endure, but if you have Jesus, you will get through it. You will get through it. Paul called Timothy a good soldier of Jesus 
Christ. When you get saved, the very moment you get saved and you're born again and God puts his Holy Spirit inside of you, it's not just so that you can go to heaven one day. It's so that you can serve him on earth. You can be at his service. You can be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And guess what? You're drafted in. Whether or not you want to be, you are drafted in. You are enlisted into the Lord's army. Last week when those kids were singing the Lord's army, I'm in the army of the Lord, I got so fired up, I was ready to preach again. I felt, you know what, we are in the Lord's army, yes sir. I'm in the Lord's army, yes sir, and I'm proud to be in his army. I'm proud to be a Christian. I'm proud to be serving my God and my King. I don't, if anybody else doesn't do it, though none go with me, still I will follow him. I am at his service, saluting my King, and one day, soon and very soon, I He'll hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I'm at his service. It was so nostalgic to me. I think about before they did that, Tatum would sing, was learning those songs on Wednesday night. Bible. That's why we need Wednesday nights. Our kids need to hear that they're in the army of the Lord. She was singing those songs, and man, something inside of me just erupted one, one night in the house. She was doing, it's on Facebook, she was marching. I'm in the Lord's army and was doing her march, and I thought, man, I'm about to shout tonight. I felt like shouting. I'm in the Lord's army. Are you? I hope so. How the body of Christ needs some good soldiers that will be on active duty. Not, oh, I got saved 20, 30 years ago, but I'm not doing anything for the Lord now. You're on active duty. You never stop. You never give up. You're always active. You're always ready. He says, did you, did you notice the Bible says good soldier? of Jesus Christ. What makes a good soldier of Jesus Christ? Good soldiers train. They train. They're constantly improving themselves. They're constantly working out. They're constantly doing pull-ups and push-ups and running with backpacks on them. And what are they doing? They're training for battle. We've gotten so accustomed in cultural Christianity in America where we don't train for anything. There's no training going on. Our church ought to be in training. We ought to know the word like we've never known it before. We ought to be prayed up. We ought to be able to go from out of here and witness to somebody. We ought to train, study to show thyself. Approve, the Bible says. The Bible says exercise yourself towards godliness. We need to be in training constantly, pushing our good soldiers, push their body to the limit. And boy, we need to get in spiritual shape. Good soldiers, they're serious. They're not silly all the time. They're not silly all the time. Why? Because warfare is not a game. It is real. It is real. Warfare is real. Good soldiers are tough. They're focused. They're disciplined. When they get their feelings hurt, they don't leave their post. They just stay tough and they stay true to whom they were enlisted by. They stay true to God. They're focused and disciplined. Good soldiers, they know their enemy. They're not unwise to Satan's devices. One preacher said this, Satan doesn't hide anymore and we still can't see him. We live in a day as it was in the book of Isaiah 
Woe to the nations that call evil good and good evil. And folks, many Christians can't see, but Satan, that's why the Bible says, be ye sober, be ye vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, roams like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Our spiritual eyes need to get open wide. We need to break out of a sleep and out of a slumber and a spiritual stupor and see what's going on and see how the enemy is scheming against the church. Good soldiers, they're not in it for what they can get, but what they can give. They serve. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve and give my life a ransom for many. Good soldiers are on the lookout for their fellow soldiers. If they see one of them get under enemy fire, get out in the battle, see them going through some stuff, they don't just sit back and say, you know what, I pray for them and I hope they'll, they'll make it out alive. A good soldier will go where their fellow person brother, sister in the Lord. They'll go to where they're at. They'll pick them up, put them on their back, get them back in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you got people around you, you've not seen for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks out in the world, you need to check on them. Why? Because you're a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We do so bad at that. We see people going through the, the hardest of hell sometimes and we say, well, I hope it gets better. We see people getting off track and the enemy defeating them and them going through some stuff. We need to come to their rescue. Amen? We need to go to where they're at. Good soldiers do what they're told. They just do what they're told. I thought about in the first service, got a little tickled up here. I thought about Forrest Gump, them, them on the cleaning the floor, and they had toothbrushes. Do you think they wanted to clean the floor with toothbrushes? Absolutely not. They were doing what they were told. Amen? And sometimes God is going to ask us to do some things that we don't like. And you know what we do when he does? Whatever you say, I will do it. Wherever you tell me to go, I'll go. Whatever you ask of me, Lord, I will do it. I'll just listen to what you say. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And the Bible says this in Corinthians. His commands are not burdensome. They're not burdensome. God, if I need to lay that down, I'm going to lay it down. If I need to go there, I'll go there. If you ask me to speak to that person, whatever you do, Lord, I will do it. I'm a good soldier. Good soldiers submit to authority. They submit to some authority. They submit to their commanding officer. Good soldiers are willing to lay their life down for the greater good. If it, ha if it comes to that, they will sacrifice even their life for serving in the army. And I would ask you this today. As we see the day approaching and we see things going on, would you be willing to die for Jesus Christ? You'd say, well, I would, I'd never even thought of that. Well, if you lived out of America, there's people, it's called Christian martyrs, people being beheaded, people dying. Why? Because of the cause of Christ, their faith in Jesus. Because when you get enlisted, you get drafted in. You know this, anybody that served, you don't belong to yourself anymore. You belong to the government. 
When you get saved, you don't belong to yourself anymore. You're property of Jesus Christ. You're property of Him. And you're not your own. Before the Apostle Paul died, listen to what he told Timothy in his farewell speech. He said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I've kept the faith. You know, some things are worth fighting for as a Christian. I've known some people to fight over some money. I have known some people, I was a waiter, they fought over money, and they fought over food. I've known people to fight over a girl. Anybody ever fought over a girl? I know some girls that have fought over some boys. I've seen some fights. We live in a time right now, there's people that have got their blue boxing gloves on, and there's people that have got their red boxing gloves on. And if you talk about politics, they're ready to go. At any minute, just ready. I just, just got them on at all times, just ready. Fighting over politics all the time. I'll tell you one that's real funny. I've seen parents at ball games. Whew. You ever heard of Mama Bear? <laughs> yeah. When that referee doesn't make that call for that baby bear, Mama Bear. She's in the stands. And we went to a game this past year, and I thought, you know, it was more exciting than the game. It was Mama Bear came down out of the, came down out of the stands. She came down as hard as she could. She was actually on the sideline, and she was following that referee. And here come all these guys saying, you can't be down here. They're pulling him off. And you think, wow, people do that. Yeah, because fighting, something about fighting, it's natural. It's just a nat now, am I saying we fight over every little thing? Absolutely not. But there are some things worth fighting for. Surely we must fight the good fight. If we can fight for all of those things, wouldn't it be something that we, we started fighting for the Lord? We started fighting for some truth. We started fighting for our family. Lord, we need to fight for our children unlike ever before. I'll put a plug in right now. If you've not seen it, you need to go see Sound of Freedom. It's a, it's a movie about fighting for these kids and sex trafficking and all of that stuff going on. If you are a parent today, man, I tell you what, I was ready to come out of there, and I thought, I'm ready to do some battle on the enemy because God's children are not for sale. They're not for sale. And boy, I'm telling you what, we need to get in front of our kids and protect them and keep them and fight for them. They can't fight for themselves. They need to, we need to fight for them. And as a parent, if something ain't right with you, you need to get into the fight. Because God is calling us to protect our children. Protect their morality, protect their purity, protect all of those things. Sexual abuse is rampant today. And we just sit back and think it's all right. We think it's okay. It is not okay. It's not okay. You better stand up for your kids today in this evil day, in this wicked day. I don't know what happened there, but we're, we're going to keep going. This world is fighting for them. Hell is fighting for them. And there's too much passivity, too much letting everything go. We need to fight the good fight for faith. I want to ask you this. 
Could you imagine what God could do if the body of Christ stopped fighting each other and started fighting together? Could you imagine what God could do? Christians want to fight over style and preference and dress code and carpet and flooring and hymnals or worship or denominations. I don't know what's going on out there. But when all the while we're to be engaged in spiritual warfare, Ephesians 6 and 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness and heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. When they talk about that armor being your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, look that up in the Greek. What does that mean to have your gospel shoes on? Gospel shoes on, they were like cleats. And you know what those cleats were for? They were for you to dig your heels in and not budge. Not give up any ground. If the enemy was coming against you, They dug their heels in, and they said, I'm not moving. We're backtracking right now. So many are backtracking, 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 to the point that we're getting cornered in a a hole when really we're to stand out front, stand proud, and say, I'm not moving an inch. I'm not budging because God doesn't change. Look at the instructions. Be strong. Put on the armor of God. Stand. Wrestle in the evil day. This is an evil day. This is an evil day. Just this year in Boston was the largest ever gathering of Satan worshipers. It was called SatanCon. SatanCon 2023. It was a sold-out event. Thousands upon thousands of people attended this event in Boston in, uh, this past year in April. And guess what the guest speaker did? I don't know who she was, if she was a minister or she was Satan. I don't know what she was doing, but this is what she was doing. They stood up there and they tore Bibles in half from top to bottom, top to bottom, top to bottom. People would bring Bibles in and they would tear them from top to bottom. Don't tell me for a second this is not an evil day. This is an evil day. I could go on and on and on and on about what's going on in our world. But here's the thing. This is not my home. I'm just a pilgrim passing through. One day, it's not going to be a flood, but it will be fire. And everything is going to be burned up with fervent heat. But while I'm here... None of us have made it to heaven yet. While we're here, we're to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ. We're to be on active duty. We're to be fighting and winning battles for the Lord, making disciples, reaching the lost. We have to be on active duty. There's no time to get entangled in the desires and affairs of this world. It's time to be all that God is calling us to be. I love this. For such a time as this. For such a time as this, it's time to be dedicated to the Lord. Dedicated. 
devoted, invested. It's time to be durable. There's going to be pressure. There's going to be persecution. There's going to be damage. Things are going to happen against us. We bend, but we don't break. Amen? We bend, but we do not break. We've got to be deliberate as good soldiers. We're to live with purpose. Jesus said, I must be about my Father's business. And lastly, we're to be delightful. You know what I love? I love some veterans. I love some great men and women that have fought for this great country. And this is what I love. If you see a veteran, you go out of your way and you pay them some respect. You tell them, thank you for their service. That is just something that we all ought to do. If you live in America, you ought to love America. Because last time I checked, people aren't coming into all these other nations. They're coming into America. This is the greatest nation in the world. But what I love about veterans is this. I can go and pay my respect to a veteran and something come over them. And then they say this, I'm proud to serve this country. I'm proud to serve this country. There's a sense of pride. There's a sense of honor. I've heard them say, it's my pleasure to serve. And in the same sense, we as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, I am proud to be a Christian. I am proud to serve my God. I am proud to be in the body of Christ. I am proud to know his word. I am proud. We need to be proud about the things of God again. You think we just had an entire month about pride. We need to be prideful about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. An entire month. Christmas only gets a day. Easter only gets a day. Our beloved veterans only get a day. Our beloved men and women that have fallen in in combat only get a day. But an entire month, we are living in an evil day. And it is time for us not to back up. It's time for us to stand up. It's time for us to speak it and preach the word of God. Amen. We need some good soldiers of Jesus Christ putting on the armor of God. I'm not backing up. I'm not getting quieter. I'm getting louder in Jesus' name because we're living in an evil day. And one day, why am I doing that? It says that you may please him who enlisted you. I'm not here to please everybody. I'm here to please him. I'm here to please him. I'm here to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I'm ready to put it on the line. And we got to fight for this thing because we're not going to have any freedom if we don't. We're not going to have church like we are today. There is an agenda, an all-out attack from hell to make this nation socialism, to make it communism. Why? Because they hate God. And the reason why there's such a push for that is because if they can keep us from worshiping God... 
in communism, the first thing they do is take out God. Why? Because they don't want us to have a higher power. They want to be our higher power. Folks, we've got to fight for our Lord. I'm not talking about being ugly. I'm not talking about being mean. I'm not talking about loving people. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is we are to fight against spiritual wickedness. Spiritual wickedness. It said it would be spiritual wickedness where? In heavenly places. I think a church is a heavenly place. There's some spiritual wickedness in our churches. We have to stand. We must work for Jesus now. We must fight for Jesus now. We must live for Jesus now. Why? Because he could be coming back at any moment. And you say, when's he coming back? When's he coming back? Is it pre-trib, post-trib? I don't know. But I know this. He's coming soon. And we ought to be living as though he could come back at any moment. And when he comes back, you know what he ought to find us doing? Being active. Active duty for him. Are you a good soldier of Jesus Christ? Are you active? It's time to get involved. Or are you entangled in the affairs of this world? If you would, please bow your heads. Heavenly Father God, we come before thee right now. Lord, I pray that our spiritual back would be stiffened. Lord, you have not given us a spirit of fear, a spirit of timidity, but power, love, and a sound mind. And right now, if you're here today, and you'd say, I'm not, I would, I don't know that I would really be in the Lord's army. I don't know that I'm my life, that I've been enlisted, I've been drafted in, that I've been born again. But today, I know there's a fight going on. There's a fight against me, and today I'm ready to lay it all down. Jesus said, whoever lays his, down for my, his life down for my sake will find it. If that's you today, you'd say, I'm ready to lay my life down for Jesus and surrender my everything to him. If that's you, you say, pray for me, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus Christ. I don't want to play games anymore with God. I'm ready to go all in. If that's you, raise your hand. I want to pray with you today. God bless you, girl. God bless you, girl. God bless you, girl. That's three. Any more today? We had two in the first service. You'd say, today, I am ready. God bless you, sweetheart. Saw your hand. Thank you, Lord. He's still saving people. He's still drafting people in. He's still calling them out of the dark into the marvelous light. God's still doing that. Anyone else today, you'd say, pray for me. I want to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Maybe you are saved, but you say, I need his strength. I'm, I'm giving. I'm backsliding a little bit. I'm giving in to this pressure, and I need the Lord to strengthen me. 
that I can be all that he's called me to be. If that's you, raise your hand. I want to pray for you today. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thirdly, you'd say, pray for me. I have a great need. God knows it. It might be financial. It might be health. It might be relational. Whatever it is, our God is able to do anything. And you'd say, pray for me. God knows the need. If that's you, raise your hand. We're going to have time at this altar. God bless you. Thank you for those. And lastly, Jesus said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. This is my blood that was shed for you for the sins of many. And as you eat his bread and drink his flesh, as you take of the Lord's Supper, you're remembering what he did for you on the cross. Do that with the utmost reverence and respect. If if you would, in this moment, everyone, please stand to your feet. If you raised your hand. I really want to say thank you for joining us this week. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach more people with the gospel of Jesus.